Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. We are Mark and Marsha, and we talk all things technology, social media, entertainment, movies, all kind of fun stuff. Glad you found us. And you can even find us now on Audible that we just added. So uh, look for us there. Got an interesting show and some really good tech tips for you today. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some uh, interesting stories like uh, stalking, air tag stalking, and uh, tech that died. So, Marsha, let's start with what would you like to start with? Well, I'm loving our story on home security camera hacking, but let's save that for the end. Um, You came up. Now, over the years, you and I have been presented with all kinds of things to protect people from the evil rays of Wi-Fi and cell phones. I mean, we even had some guy on at least a decade ago who had a thing you stuck on your phone. Remember that? That was supposed to keep invading your brain from cell phone radiation. Yeah, so you came exactly. up with this story, and it's an anti-5G pendant that actually yeah, causes really harmful radiation. So what's the deal? Well, apparently the Netherlands Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection is warning the public to stay away from 11 products it tested that were supposed to reduce ionization radiation. The pendant claimed it could block out 5G, but apparently it actually causes harmful radiation, according to the authorities, uh, which is a little frightening to begin with. It issues a consumer alert, you know, as I said, for these 10 different products that came out. Um, only low level of radiation have been measured on the devices, but some who wear a product of this kind for a long period of time, say 24 hours a day, uh, could expose themselves to a level of radiation that exceeds the limit for skin exposure. Okay. Okay. Uh, hard stop. Hard stop here. Okay. So we're wearing smartwatches and fitness bands all the time. I think about that all the time. I now think about, think about all this. The time. That is quote, wearing a it for a prolonged period, a year, 24 hours a day, could expose themselves to a level of radiation. Yeah. What? Because yep. we know that yeah. we get notifications from our phones on these bands. And I have yeah, shut I, down I every, I have shut down every communication except for the text notification because I worry about it. I mean, this thing's on my wrist 24-7. I complete well. I, I take mine off at night. I don't leave it when I go to bed. I take it off. Or actually, what I usually do, unless I'm out and need a watch on, I usually do my exercise, get in my workout so it registers, and then take the watch off. And I don't yeah, use. Yeah, when it I the go day. out, I put on a real watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, now here's the good news about these products that give you They're radiation. Cheap. <laughs> They're really cheap. Yeah, exactly. $11.20. I mean, yeah, at least at least if you're getting all that stuff, you're getting it in a cheap manner. So uh, now, there's according to this, there's still no evidence 5G is harmful to your health. Uh, they rely on cellular technology. In fact, uh, AT&T's low-band 5G taps cellular frequencies that have been around since the 80s. Uh, and uh, T-Mobile's low-band 5G uses UHF uh, TV bands for apparently half a century. But, but let's, pause uh, for know, a, th- let's pause for a minute. Right there they said both instances low-band. And we know for, of course, our listeners know too, that for 5G to actually work, there's a high-band and a low-band. One is for inside, one is for outside. 
So right. you know that people are worried about radiation. I don't blame you. I personally am not going to wear this ugly piece of jewelry. But uh, if you're looking for it, you can probably find them on eBay for as anti-EMF uh, protection necklace. Um, if you, it, what can I say? Magnetic bracelet made of skin-friendly silica. Whatever. Look for the anti-radiation bracelets. Yeah. If you want to take care of yourself, if you think this is a thing, but personally, you know, I think we're bombarded uh, with high band. 5G and 4G LTE like crazy. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that's why the life expectancy in the past 20 years has gone down. Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. Not a scientist. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. I hear you. Well, anyway, that's the uh, the cheery story for the day. All right, Marcia, so you found a story about uh, phone carriers trying to sell your personal data. No, that's shocking. I can't imagine that they're doing that. What's the story? Well, you know, the point is you expect that um, you're going to be sharing data with apps. You're going to be sharing data with software. But kind of you're paying your – you are paying green money to your phone carrier every month. And one might think that that's some sort of protection for your own security. Oh, <laughs> No. Yeah. The privacy policy is merely to protect them. It seems that AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon track your location, web activity, and app usage. They also collect social security numbers, photographs, and social media data activity. Now, AT&T extends that to users' biometric data, like fingerprints, and that's right in the carrier's privacy policy. That's scary. Uh, I mean, this is ludicrous. And what we don't realize, because no one, and I'm not putting down anybody, it's just all of us, we are not reading pages and pages of legalese. I can tell you, legit, I turned down a short influencer gig with one of these three brands because they gave me a 12-page contract. It read just like a privacy policy. And I told them to blow off. And it was a lot of money. Uh, Just, we have to be more careful. But the deal is that there are ways to shut this off, and you can replay this. So I'm going to give you the instructions really quick. AT&T customers, here's how you stop them from selling your data. Log on to your AT&T account from a browser. Go to the control panel, which uh, would be att.com. CM portal. At the bottom, there's a section called control how we use your data. Believe me, it's hidden. Click through each option and toggle on to off for phone numbers on your account. Each phone number will be separate. So you have to do it for all the numbers. Um, If you're in California, purportedly you can fill out a do not sell my data form at ATT in your browser. But I would not trust that. I would go all the way through and do it to your each line. Same thing with T-Mobile. I did this on our phones last night. Well, actually, I went to verify it to show it to Kurt. And funny, they had jumped back to sharing our stuff (laughs) magically. And when I first found this story, I had set it all up. So what you need to do in T-Mobile, go into my T-Mobile from a browser. Again, click my account. Click your profile, click privacy and notifications, click advertising and analytics. 
and then you have to select which phone number you want to make the changes to. Um, use the little slide toggle to go on and off, and then go back if you have somebody else on your line, do it for them too. Verizon, uh, Verizon makes it even more confusing because they have two advertising programs, but open the mobile Verizon app, okay? This is not in a browser, mobile app. Click the gear icon to open settings. Under preferences, click manage privacy settings. Choose the phone line again. It's not universal. Whose privacy you want to manage. Click custom experience to toggle off for each phone number in your account. Then click custom experience plus to toggle off for each phone number in your account. Click the back arrow at the, arrow at the top of the screen and your settings should be saved automatically as a little tip. I always go back and double check to be sure if they stuck. And it's interesting because on T-Mobile it says, because it kept bouncing back, and it said, your changes may not show up in this platform for 72 hours. So you got to go back and check again. Um, also, you can go to verizon.com from any browser, log into your account, select account settings, privacy settings, custom experience, set to don't use for each phone number, Click Customer Experience Plus, set to Don't Use for each phone number, and click Same Changes. Uh, you can also delete your data, but I'm not taking you through that. I wanted to give you all this ammunition because this is important. You are paying yeah. your phone provider. They have no right to sell your information. No, and it is getting, I have to say, it's getting a little bit easier, especially in California where the law has passed. And a lot of uh, things in California I don't like. This is the one of the things I do like that they force the companies not to sell your data. Whether it's working or not, I don't know. Well, but it's not are, because, like I said, I went through twice on two different, and right. it, it hadn't changed. So yeah, there are a lot of websites. Have you ever noticed when you go to some websites and you say, don't share, don't sell my data, all of a sudden a paywall pops up? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it doesn't work at all. You know, you click yeah. it and it takes yep. you to the page and then nothing happens. So, so uh, Mark, I think it's it. lovely that you believe in them, but I don't. So there you well, go. you're skeptical of everything, and I'm not quite as <laughs> oh, skeptical yeah. of you are. So, uh, but I do it. You know, I do it, and I go in, and there's no downside. I don't think to do it unless they sell your data because you said don't sell my data. Oh, we're going to piss him off. We're going to sell his data now because he asked us not to. So who knows? Well, no, it's uh, not a matter of caring to piss us off. It's a matter of them wanting to make money for Wall Street. That's of it. Course. Bottom line. Okay. okay and there was another thing that we have to be careful, and we've all heard about SIM swapping. And that's when your phone gets taken over by someone because they go into a retail store and somehow they've gotten the IMEI number from your phone and they con the rep in the store to make changes and make the account theirs. And you have lost your phone and you have lost your Google, you have lost everything. Long story short, T-Mobile is the first who are requiring... Um, people to positively identify a customer before initiating a port out. Now, everybody's supposed to do that, but nobody does. Um, in At T-Mobile, what they're going to do, and, and people aren't happy about this, but because people are losing money in cryptocurrency and uh, taking two-factor SMS codes. So 
now the new rule means that SIM changes for lost phones or SIMs now require the step of grabbing a coworker to override. They need two forms of identification to be sure you're really you. And it should be safer. We will see because this is a huge crime and it goes on every day. There you go. All right. So um, this has not been the best of weeks for sex and the city. There's been so much stuff going on. First, they had the issue, and I'm sure everybody knows it if you haven't heard it by now, turn down your radio. But Mr. Big, and I don't even watch the show, but I'm involved in it because of what's gone on, was killed off in Peloton. He was on a Peloton bike, and that went north, and then the company tried to make an ad, and then they pulled south, or south, yeah, no, right, I'm sorry, south. And that that was terrible. Then Chris Noth has been accused by uh, three women of sexual improprieties. I mean, this has just not been the best week for Sex in the City. But Mark, you found I, I some really fun think story. I really think that you should be the our pop culture uh, influencer on on any other on any podcast that we put up. But the tech portion of this is that for decades, everybody thought that Carrie Bradshaw, who is the star of Sex and City, that's the character, used an mm-hmm. iPhone, which is interesting. And as we can see in the new and just like that, she carries two phones and she follows my advice on using a BlackBerry Key 2, which is a 2008 phone, but it's a beautiful phone. It's great. That it's a good an phone. Android. Yeah. It's an Android with a fabulous, fabulous keyboard. I mean, I would kill for that keyboard again because you could actually thumb type a lot faster. Yeah, they were and, good. The Blackberries were yeah. really good. But, and as we can see on the show, even though she has a MacBook, she uses, an I think it's an iPhone 8. And that's interesting, too, because Carrie doesn't care. You know, it's not fashion. It's something you use. So your iPhone 8 from 2017, very cool. Um, she uses one for texting and calling, the other one for Instagramming. And it's two phones. And I have, actually, I have three, but I have two phones as well. So there's reasons for each phone, and there's no reason. Hey, if Carrie Bradshaw, queen of fashion and style, can carry older phones, you really don't want to be, don't need to be wasting your money on the brand new $1,100, $1,500 phone. Maybe this is harsh, but I don't really give a damn what Carrie carry what kind of phone she actually carries well mark but, there are a lot of people who watch the show and yeah. find carrie bradshaw to be an image that they like and okay. they take her for examples well there you go uh now we know now the important news story of the day um spotify apparently has a new rating system that allows you to show your favorite podcast which is hopefully us uh, a new star rating for the systems. Apparently, there are 3.2 million podcasts on Spotify. And uh, what did you find about it? Oh, uh, not much. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we okay. Are, we are on pod- Spotify, and it's just a tip to anybody who is listening on Spotify that now you can rate your shows with stars, which is nice. cool. Yep. And there, when you go through the app, 
How would you rate this show? Click on the stars. And if you're listening to us and you even like the show this far, please give us some good stars. Yeah, because that would be nice. Based on, the sh- based on the star ratings is how the show will be displayed on uh, Spotify's pages. So oh, if you like a podcast, yes. if you like a podcast, run, don't walk to Spotify, and please vote for your favorite, like Computer and Technology Radio. <laughs> that would be great. We would love to hear... Uh, you guys, or see you guys do that, uh, please do. Uh, we've talked a lot about the um, Apple app and uh, the AirTags tracking you, and apparently what Google's new Play Store app tracker detector can do just that, detect if someone is tracking you with an Apple AirTag. Uh, it except, gets a little complicated. Except the reason that I put this story in, the, in our show today is we've talked about people who have been trapped with Apple AirTags. Uh, the, that have been tracked and stalked and bad things going on. Nobody wants that to happen. And now, excuse me, talk about data sharing. Apple, it's an Apple app called Tracker Detect in the Google Play Store. Now, folks, this is a way for Apple to put their fingers in Android data. Once you've put that app into your phone, You've got Apple aboard, and if you, the reason you have an Android phone is you don't want Apple aboard. You're not going to use this. So there is a, an app in the, and I talked about it, uh, not Tracker Detect, but there is an app that you can use that is made for Android, and I'm looking for it right now. It's called AirGuard. And it's in the Play Store, and it's designed for Android phones. Do not put an Apple app, if you care about your privacy, in your Android phone. Period. As our governor would say, full stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, apparent, you know, that we, we talk all the time, I mean, l- literally weekly, about scams that are going on, phishing uh, emails that you get, and apparently now there's a... Uh, TSA pre-check scam, you know, and apparently a lot, despite what's going on with the, uh, with COVID, there are a lot of people that are traveling right now. And probably a lot of people use the TSA pre-check, which by the way, is a great way to get on an airplane and get through a security line. It pre-clears you and you don't have to go through the usual rigmarole to get through a TSA clearing center. So, but Marsha, apparently there are email scams coming on that make you think you're actually talking to TSA. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. I mean, you just have to be careful to who you talk to, what you click on. It's everything is, you know, Mark's the nice guy. He's sitting there. So, Marsha, tell us about it. And I can tell you how you can be screwed. Um, normal red flags do not appear in the TSA scam. It's An email is very sophisticated. Even if emails are filled with misspellings, grammatical errors, and slightly off-looking versions of TSA logos, there's still other things to check in order to avoid these scams. I just would ignore them. I would not use them. You can go to your TSA PreCheck app. You should have it on your phone and see if there's a problem. Do not, do not, do not. Don't purchase or renew a PreCheck membership by clicking on any link you were sent via email. 
that that's just it. Yeah, you know, and I have to tell you just a quick story about getting scammed. And I, can't, I unfortunately, I can't remember now because it's been about a year, whether it was actually on eBay or I think it was on eBay, if I remember correctly. And I was at that time, I was trying to buy a PlayStation 5 and they were impossible to get hold of. And I found a company on, I think again, it was eBay, uh, which has the buyer protection, right? eBay's mm-hmm. the one that has buyer yep, protection. Yep, yep. Okay. S- yep. So I went in and I purchased through PayPal because PayPal also has protection. Right. And I bought this. I spent like $600 or something on an, um, on a PlayStation. And then suddenly I thought, wait a minute, there's, this is kind of weird. There's going to be shipping it to me. It hasn't shipped out yet. And a few days went by and I realized this is obviously a scam. And, with and, these and scammers, excuse me, let's pause here. Did you contact eBay with your problem immediately? Yeah, immediately. Both both okay. eBay and also PayPal. And you and, filled out the online form. Oh yeah, I did everything I had to okay. do. Okay. Okay. And uh, I actually ended up the the scammers actually sent a package out to an address which you couldn't see what it was, but PayPal came back and said, "Oh, no, no, it's, we show it's been sent." I said, "Well, I don't know who it was sent to, but it wasn't sent to me. And it took me about two weeks of tr- having to go to UPS, which was the delivery company, to show that it was delivered. They, you know, Probably they delivered an empty box just so it looked like it was actually delivered. So even though sometimes you go through all these bells and whistles to protect yourself, eventually PayPal recredited my money. But it and was not a fun mo- experience. Well, let me just tell you where the flaw is on the plan here. Never go to PayPal if the transaction has happened on eBay because once you go to PayPal, eBay will bow out and their protection policy is no longer going to cover you. Yeah, that's interesting. If if you have a problem, and to be honest with you, two weeks, that's no big deal, Mark. You got your money back. But if if you do business on a website, go to them first, especially if they have a warranty of some sort. Do not go to your payment person because once you go to the payment platform, that invalidates, and you'll see this in the terms of service, that invalidates everything that you get from the selling platform. Yeah, that's so, a good tip. should have yeah, read my book. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, it's funny because PayPal was not the most cooperative, I have to say, They're in not. helping. They don't want to do it. You really aren't. Yeah, they don't want to help you. you they don't wanna... gone, because you should have gone through eBay. Right. So anyway, uh, so there is a TSA pre-check scam going on. So be very, very careful about that. Uh, don't purchase or renew a TSA pre-check membership just by clicking on the link you got into an email. Instead, as we that. always <laughs> tell you. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, as we always tell you, just go directly. We tell you every week, go directly to the website to where you do it. And then uh, also be a good idea to report the fraud to the local police, to the Federal Trade Commission website. So, yeah, there's a lot of that yeah, stuff Yeah, I, I going wouldn't on waste and, your time on any of that. I would just go to your selling platform, get your refund, and be happy that you weren't scammed. Yeah, it uh, that, was really That's something. what I'd do. Don't waste your there time. There you go. All right, and it is now the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, the seven seas for the buy of the week. Thank you very much. So this is, uh, this is really a good buy of the week, I have to say. Um, you can get this on either Amazon or you can get it on Best Buy. It's a 75-inch Toshiba Series C350 LED 4K UHD Smart Fire 
TV, uh, and it has a refresh rate of 3840 by 2160, uh, resolution rather. Uh, again, Fire TV platform. It comes with Dolby Vision HDR10, comes with Wi Fi and Bluetooth. Uh, it's compatible with Apple AirPlay and Alexa Assistant. Uh, it's got four HDMI ports, two USB ports, one Ethernet, one digital optical, and one composite video. And, you know, normally a 75-inch TV is a really big TV. That's a nice size set. You can get this. This is normally $1,000. It's available, again, both on Best Buy and on uh, Amazon for 500 bucks. So, you know, 75-inch TVs not that long ago were many, many thousands of dollars. And it's gotten very, very good ratings. On Based on 2,100 reviews, it's gotten a 4.4 out of 5 star. Um, Best Buy, with their Amazon return policy, allows you to return items purchased between October and December uh, up until January 31st. So if you get it and you don't like it or it's damaged or something, you've got that much, you know, that period of time to be able to uh, take care of that. So, uh, and it's interesting, Marjorie, actually, if you buy your Best Buy through Amazon, they give you until January 31st. If you buy it directly from Best Buy, they only give you until January 2nd. So, um, and they, they have actually extended that. That's now another to thing. Uh, when you, when you buy uh, eBay refurbished products, they come with a two year warranty by Allstate, which you will not get on. And believe me, um, I shop eBay when they're the best deal, not because I write books on them. And in my books, I tell you what to watch out for, but yeah, exactly. the eBay refurbished are a good deal. And you get a two year warranty, which you get nowhere else. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're still uh, hard to believe that we're going to be in a few months, two years into the pandemic, and we're still all walking around with face masks and we're trying to figure out hand sanitizer and can we go here and can't we go there? And uh, so, you know, early on, they talked about N95 masks, which are supposed to be the best filtration systems and also the FFP2 face masks. And they're supposed to, you know, keep most of any germs that you get away. Um, but early on, we were also told, please don't use those because they were trying to keep them for healthcare workers and they weren't able to do that. But apparently um, what makes the mask so good is their filtration system compared to surgical cloth mask. Uh, and the FFP2 masks are defined as having composed of three layers of synthetic non-woven material. It's available in different thicknesses and in, uh, has an inclusion of a filtration layer behind it. Uh, but apparently 94 to 95% of what does it filter out? So the figure is achieved by testing masks. I don't want to get too you know, uh, scientific here, but using NACI sodium chloride uh, particles and paraffin oils. That's for FFP2 testing. So there's a lot of things that these masks try to do, and it's really difficult to tell what's the right and what's the wrong. And I don't know, have you used an N95 mask? Uh, yes, I have. But the FFP2 are mostly in Europe. Right. Very popular in Europe. I will, by the way, I won't be here the last week of February. <laughs> I'm going to be in Europe. Um, okay. And I am going to stock up on the FFP2 and everything else that they have in Europe because it's a lot cheaper. Um, the FFP2 masks have four layer protection as well as ear loop fastening and adjustable nose wire. The fitting is much closer than a surgical or cloth mask. So it's not as comfortable. It's more expensive. 
it might be better. But to be perfectly honest, I am so fed up with all of this. I would yeah, wear my very... mask on top of my head. I am done. <laughs> I no, I am just yeah. done with all of this. You could, y'all can, yeah. whatever. I've had my booster. I'm done. If I get it, I get it. I'm done. This how do you, how do you really feel about this? Are you done we're with dragging, all this? We're dragging down society here with all this nonsense and making markets for medical things. If the vaccines really work, then those of us who've had it are only going to get the sniffles. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, it, it is very hard to tell what the right and the wrong thing to do is because, as you say, there are so many people bombarding our heads with information. And it's the government, too. And, yeah, the gain of, uh, and they're responsible for gain-of-function studies. So the, the whole thing, it's just a bunch of people lying to us. I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, yeah it's a tough one. Um, okay, so this year we're going to go through, it was an interesting article that was put out by PC Magazine about tech that died in 2021. So let's go through a few of the things that just didn't do well. Uh, and Minecraft, this is sad because, because Minecraft was I, a hugely popular game. I, I'm I'm so sad about some of these. I just have to tell you. Pardon me. Oh, okay. So Minecraft, no, nothing. Minecraft Earth. Uh, apparently, because of the success of Pokemon Go, other developers tried to include the same kind of experience, including Minecraft, uh, but apparently it arrived ahead of the global pandemic. And you know, most of these, like Pokemon Go, if you remember right, you used it outside. You used your phone, and it was kind of three-dimensional, and you walked around the neighborhood, and you found no, it was Pokemon AR. using your cell phone. It was phone. an AR app, which means it encompasses the world around you as well as the computer-generated vision, which made it yeah. really uh, cool. So the idea... Well, yeah, it was cool, and it, and it meant that you had to be walking around and be in public. And you know, after the pandemic hit, unfortunately, nobody was doing that. So uh, Microsoft said it'll shut down Minecraft, uh, would shut down Minecraft Earth on June twentieth. Uh, it was designed around free movement and collaborative uh, play. So that one went that one went away. Uh, let's see, Netflix on a, uh, a Wii U and 3DS. So uh, binge watching on Nintendo was fun for a while but they made the announcement how fun can it be on a three and a half inch screen <laughs> yeah i you know, i had a I 3ds guess. i had that but the wii u at least was a great way to do it but who needed it uh, nobody needed it but i loved it yeah no 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 nobody i mean i watch if i'm in an airport i usually either watch my ipad or I watch on my phone you know video and that's nice to have netflix on uh, apparently there was a bank app called simple uh and I've never, I, I didn't know anything about it, but the online bank app uh, shut down earlier this year after its parent company, BBVA USA, was acquired by PNC Bank. And apparently, customers initially had access to their simple accounts, but they were ultimately transferred. So that's gone. Um, Amazon Pantry debuted in 2014 as a way for customers to stock up on staples in one shipment. But because but of Prime and. Uh, and yeah, interjecting here, what Amazon does is he, they start these different projects to learn and perfect their AI. So when right. they take it to a further level, it's even better. So if you, we can accept that tech companies do that, like Google and Apple, I guess, sure, uh, to some extent. But yeah, mostly I mean. Amazon, that's what they're doing. And hey, he's the richest man in the friggin' world. 
he they obviously have it right. So they test out oh, yeah, these different things. And, and if we like them, that will be integrated into the newer product. Uh, yeah, and you know, as a, because of the acquisition of Whole Foods and expansion with Fresh, apparently there was no need to have Pantry anymore. So that shut down in January. Um, Alphabet's Project Loon, uh, and I, I have to say, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, Project Loon from Google uh, used balloons that connected to special antennas on the ground to provide services across the globe. Uh, took flight in 2013, but Alpha, Alphabet announced in January the effort was too expensive for a sustainable business. So that one, I, I did. I don't remember even hearing about. Well, that. talking you know about that one? something that people actually know about would be Fry's Electronics, which is very sad. E-commerce killed Circuit City and radio shack and everything yep. else and i remember the days when going to a fry's electronics was great and so much fun um it, and, it was fun i didn't there were a lot of issues with fries i have to say beyond just the what but not in there. the beginning their initial no plan, not in the beginning in, yeah well that's what i'm talking about the yeah. fries in the beginning they went down a sad slope and and let's not forget the harmony remotes the logitech remotes oh my god they got so big they were TV remotes that it was a universal remote that controlled everything in your house, except it just got bigger and bigger and more confusing and more confusing. It was, uh, <laughs> I had, you know what? I had one from Logitech and I honestly, instead of using that, which as you say, was so confusing, I, I went back to using three or four individual remotes, which I have to do for various reasons. Uh, it was just difficult to use. It was difficult to understand and it didn't always work right. So, you know, um, they also got rid of the Apple iMac Pro, uh, which hadn't been refreshed in several years. So that went away. Uh, let's see. Legacy Microsoft Edge. Last one was uh, sort of gotten rid of this year. Microsoft made their browser uh, integrated with Windows 11, but now it's um, sort of uh, Chrome-based um, Chrome-based browser. So I, I actually thought that uh, Microsoft Edge is a pretty decent uh, browser. I don't know which one you use, Marcia. I use Chrome, but since we're running out of time, I wanted to get this into the show. And um, CNET did an article on, are your home security cameras vulnerable to hacking? Well, yes, yes, they are. I know personally of people who've had voices coming out of their cameras from people they didn't know who they were. And that's because there are so many leaks in the password settings and so many leaks in the security. So whether you're using professionally monitored systems like ADT, Comcast, Infinity, or Vivint, or just have a standalone camera from Ring, Nest, or Arlo, they have practices that can protect your device security and you need to follow them. But the truth is in this article by CNET, one thing they did not mention, and this is what we use at our house, um, as Mark and I have said before, all our cameras are outside and nobody watching inside. You have to get into our house first. <laughs> Um, we use a platform called iVideon, and I sent you the link to that, Mark. It's a cloud-based video yes. surveillance solution for business and home. So easy to set up, maintain, and scale. No matter how many locations or how many cameras you have, it allows you to connect almost any camera or video. And the truth is, it, I believe the home thing, because I know my husband set it up, and he's cheap. 
I don't think he's paying a ton of money. I think he's paying extra for storage, you know, like 30-day storage on each camera. And we're using cameras from OCO, OCO, whom I've never heard of. My husband found them. We had a problem with a the camera. They replaced it. So I guess they get a thumbs up from me. <laughs> but be careful on all of this. Uh, security seems to be the last thing when they're selling you security. Uh, that hacking you is not top of mind for them. I mean, remember there was some ADT technician who was taking video, uh, recording video of some woman in her home. Uh, so please do your research before you do that. Any of this, consider all the different things. Um, even a baby monitor can cause you problems. So cameras in your home, yeah. uh, just be careful. Just be careful. You have yeah, to protect absolutely. your privacy. Use cameras from reputable manufacturers. Use cameras with high-level end-to-end encryption. Change your credentials to something that's some well, blah, blah, password. Uh, update your camera firmware regularly. And you always use two-factor authentication, which is something we always tell you. Um, be sure to watch for all the warning signs. So, like I said, at my house, we use iVideon, which isn't on any of these lists, I guess, because they don't sponsor anybody. But they're at iVideon.com, and we're really happy with it and have not had a problem. Yeah, there you go. Um, we've got a couple of, you know, next Saturday is Christmas Day. Uh, so early. Uh, and we probably Merry won't Christmas be with you. We're not going to be with you on Christmas Day. Well, we oh, record, just so you know, on Saturday, even though we release on Monday. And considering my husband's birthday is December 26th, <laughs> I'm kind of tied up all weekend. So we're probably not going to have a show next week. Don't be sad. Yeah, we haven't actually we ha- talked we about have it. We have a bazillion yeah. shows in the archives that exactly. are just as silly as this one. Absolutely. Uh, if you're looking for some gifts for the kids, uh, if you have a future space explorer, kids can build their own interplanetary headquarters uh, while learning the fun- functional f- uh, fundamentals of electric circuits. The kit gives you everything you need to build a base station that includes lights, sound effects, motion, uh, even a little astronaut and robot to explore the station. Uh, comes with a guide. It runs about, uh, let's see, two kits, uh, the rover for 45 bucks and the rocket for 35 And that's kind of fun. And I still have to tell you that when I was a kid, in those days it was called Cape Canaveral, and I had an actual model, you know, toy model of the Cape Canaveral, which all these working function things and, you know, well, not Well, just so you know, I checked this out on Amazon, and it's Educational Insights Circuit Explorer Deluxe Base Spatian Toy. Now it's on sale, 50% off at $31.91. And That's a great price. Prime one-day delivery, so you can still get it. So if you want a great gift for the kids, great idea, Mark. Yeah. Now, if you were someone who uh, tried to use the Rubik's Cube, uh, which has been around since hard to believe 1974, uh, I never solved it. I tried it for, you know, days and went, "Uh uh-uh, I'm done with this. There's a new one called Hey Cube uh, that adds a smart element to the uh, traditional game. You scramble it up, it remembers the moves you made, and then guides you to solve via LED lights and audio cues. It now also that's contains... cool. That yeah, cool, is cool. 
comes with 16 pre-programmed patterns, uh, and it includes, uh, you know, for coders, you can create your own light and sound pattern. So that's kind of cool. I, I, it seems a little bit like cheating to me, but okay, that's all right. Well, okay, nobody anyway. I know has ever solved it. So yeah, exactly. I think, I, I mean, I may be clicking on that right now because I think that's genius. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really kind of clever idea. And, uh, and it's called Hey Cube, Smart yeah, Cube. Yeah, Hey Cube, H-E-Y Cube. And, right. and that's kind of fun. So there, there's a lot of fun tech toys available for uh, kids that you can get. And um, yeah, lots of good stuff there. So let's see. Why don't we, uh, anything else you want to do? Or should we talk maybe a little bit about movies and entertainment? Well, it's now? time for us to talk minutes. about streaming. We have a few minutes yep. left. So what are you uh, watching? All right. I'm just so you know, Mark. I know you don't care about uh, the Sex and the City show, but there, there's actually web there's actually set a websites devoted to it. It has one of the oh, hugest followings in all of TV. So I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners do care. Um, yeah, probably. That so. is still going, and it on HBO Max. A new one launches every week. So it's interesting. I will say, it's my daughter loves it. Uh, she was devastated by Mr. Big dying on the first episode, devastated until she found more out about the actor, and now she doesn't care so much. But uh, Well, yeah, Mr. Big little... was always a dick anyway. He screwed over oh, Carrie. Oh, was he? Oh. Oh, screwed her over twice. He broke up with her and married someone else. Oh, okay. See, I have no, hi I have no history. And then broke up with that woman. Movie. And then, yeah, so that's not tech. We're not tough. But bottom line... We have a lot of fans that like it. And if we have any tech-related stories for Sex in the City, we're going to tell you about them. <laughs> well, there was. I mean, there was the Peloton story that, uh, right. that kind of got it. techie, That's so it. who knows. Yep. Um, I watched and didn't love, frankly. There's a new movie on Netflix, and uh, it's called, well, what is the name of this thing? It was called Encounter. And um, it's supposed to be sci-fi, and I don't, I don't want to give you too much about it, but it was called, you know, it was a sci-fi movie, allegedly, and I kind of just th thought the whole thing was kind of flat and, and a little bit on the boring side. And uh, so, I don't know, Marsha, do you know about that one? Nope, 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 yeah. nope. Okay, uh, we don't watch as much TV as you, but we did watch, and I was shocked. I saw it zoom by, and it was on Showtime. Um, Minari which if anybody remembers, the name will probably stick in your head because it was an indie film. It won all the awards at the, you know, at the film festivals. It won tons of awards, foreign film stuff. And my husband hates foreign films. It's spelled M-I-N-A-R-I. Me too. I'm with him. But he said this film, uh, the actress won Best Supporting Actress huh. um, for the, in the Academy Awards. Um, it won Best Director, Best Score, Best Screenplay. And that was in, what, the 93rd Academy Awards. This is a great movie, and it's called Minari. I highly recommend it for the entire family. Mark, you really should see this. All right. Minari. Well, thank you. Hey, that's it for us. Happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy your holidays. And we will see you in probably two weeks. Yeah, because that's New Year's Day, right? I don't, I don't oh, is that? Know. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to the Rose Parade, dude. <laughs> Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and you've tell been your listening friends. to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.